0: We're just excited to have you here with us this morning at Christian Embassy. May the Lord bless you and just uh, do great and mighty things for you. I just felt so impressed in the first service uh, and also in this service. I just feel the Spirit of the Lord saying, declare this. This is going to be one of the best weeks of 2017 that you're going into. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One, we know that God says that when we honor Him with the first fruit, He blesses the rest. That's why we bring our first fruit unto the Lord. And this is a first fruit. Uh, It's the first day of the week. And uh, you're here to honor him and worship him and bless him. And I believe you're going to reciprocate that back from heaven to earth uh, for your week. Also, I just believe that what we learned this morning, we put it to practice. uh, According to the word of God, it can't fail. And uh, you're going to go into this week, and it's going to be one of the best weeks of your life. So maybe you're facing some things this week that are not pleasant. You're facing some things this week that uh, would not be something you would choose if you had uh, any say in it. I'm here to tell you what the enemy's meant for evil. God's going to turn it for good. God's going to turn it for good. It's going to be a blessing to you. It's going to be strength to you. It's going to be encouragement to you. It's going to be favor to you. So let's just go ahead and make up our minds as we, before we even get into the Word, that we're going to walk the Word out and the Word works as we work the Word. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this morning. We thank you for these amazing people Lord, I believe some of the most amazing people on planet earth you've gathered here today, Lord, I thank you for them. Lord, for the relationships, the friendships, Lord God, the family, the the, the brother and sister in Christ, Lord God, all the uh, network that you have here in this house, Lord, we just pray that it, that would increase and uh, relationships would in, even uh, go to the next level, Lord God, people who don't know each other, get to know each other, best friends that have never been ne- never met yet, they're going to meet and become best friends, Lord God. Lord, I just thank you for what you're going to do in and through this body of believers. And as we come to your word now, Lord God, we know Your Word is alive. It's sharper than a double-edged sword. It is, it is effective, Lord God. It, it brings about change. It brings about purpose. It brings about anointing, Lord God. So as we study Your Word, Let our faith arise. We know without faith we can't please you. So as our faith rises, Lord, that we'll be able to reach out and appropriate and take hold of that which you provided for us in and through your son, Jesus Christ. And we'll give you the praise and give you the glory and give you the honor for it, for it is in Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen. Amen. So I, I don't know about you, but I'm much happier when I know that I know that I know that God's Word is true, and His Word is that we're going into a great week. What the devil had planned is not going to work. What the devil had in store for you is not going to succeed. Hallelujah. You're going to come through it victoriously. You're going to come through it as an overcomer. Actually, he says you're going to come through it more than a conqueror. So go ahead and say, thank you, God. Devil, you gave your best shot, but my God is bigger. My God is better. My God is stronger. And my God has the last word. And God is saying... I'm coming through this better in Jesus' name. Praise God. We want to look at a subject matter today that I feel like the Lord has put, it, put on my heart that will help us in going into our future and, and, and on a foundation of God's uh, ability and God's uh, strength in every area of our life. So we have to come to the table and study together Uh, about fear. We're going to be looking at three fears today, three kinds of fear that we need to do. In John 16 and 33, Jesus said to us, He said to you and me that He says, "I, I have come that you can have peace. He said, I want you to have peace. I've come to bring you peace. That word peace, shalom, nothing broken, nothing missing. So Jesus says, there may, in this world, he says, you're going to have tribulation. In this world, there's going to be brokenness. In this world, there's going to be things missing. He said, but I want you to know that I've overcome the world. He said, so be of good cheer. So somebody needs to take their frown, turn it upside down right now. And you need to be of good cheer because Jesus says, in this world, there's brokenness. In this world, there's things missing. In this world, there's tribulation. But I have overcome this world, so be of good cheer because I've come in to bring peace. And that is shalom, nothing broken, nothing missing. So if there's anything broken in your life, anything missing in your life right now, rejoice in the fact that as you embrace Jesus, He has come into your life to bring peace so there is nothing broken there is nothing missing that means he's going to heal the broken places and he's going to put where the missing pieces are he's going to bring them in as we embrace him so love on jesus let him be your true lord and savior amen and as we come to him and we study his word he tells us about the importance of fear so we're looking at three kinds of fear and you know they do a study today and they find that one of the top human problems that humans are dealing with is fear and anxiety. That fear is, is growing. It's like an epidemic. There's more medication given out now for anxiety than ever before in the history of the world. It's like the devil is winning. And I'm here to tell you, I believe God put us here to usher in the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. And there is no fear, uh, ungodly fear in heaven. I can tell you that. So people today, I mean, they fear scorpions, they feel snakes, they fear earthquakes, they fear famines, they, they fear riots, and they fear terrorism and nuclear attacks and war. And boy, the enemy just knows how to raise up the rhetoric to cause these fears to be even heightened. I mean, things that we're seeing even this week and hearing this week that are going on in the world and even in our own state here in Virginia, This just the devil at work. The devil is at work and he's trying to bring terror and he's trying to bring phobia and he's trying to bring anxiety and he's trying to bring... A lack of faith and lack of hope and he is doing everything he can with a spirit of fear and we're going to identify the three kinds of fear today and how to handle those fears and put them in their appropriate place so that they don't place us in an appropriate in, in an inappropriate place so so uh, you know i know we hear uh, fear isis and the stock market and And all this stuff. And and you say, well, this stuff is real. We're not denying what's going on in the world, but we're learning what the devil's trying to do in and through it so we don't allow the devil to have his place in us. Amen. So uh, the good news is that God, I believe, is speaking loudly today, I believe, across pulpits. If you'll go and listen to pulpits and uh, ministries uh, today and this week, you'll probably hear a very similar theme as the enemy, I believe, uh, is, is being combated with the Word of God, where God has given us the sword of the Spirit to come against fear uh, and, and so forth. Now, we do know that there's a shaking taking place but the Bible says the kingdom of God cannot be shaken. So we've got to identify what kingdom are we a part of, so that when the shaking is taking place, whether it's going to how it's going to affect us and our family, we have to realize that as we follow the Lord Jesus, and we're a part of his kingdom, we're a part of an unshakable kingdom. So right now there may be things in your life that feel like they're being shaken and they're going to fall apart. Let me tell you what, if you've given it to the Lord and it belongs to the Lord and it's a part of his kingdom, the shaking may come, but it's not going to fall apart. You may feel like it's going to fall apart. Let me tell you what, your feelings are being affected by wrong fear. We're going to deal with that today so that you can stand strong, be bold, and continue to move forward in the plan that God has for you. Because We cannot uh, walk in the fear that the enemy brings, but there is a fear that we need to walk in. And that is the fear of the Lord. And when we walk in the fear of the Lord, the other fears fade into the background. So, uh, you know, and how we walk is very important. Every step that we take is very, very important. It reminds me back several years ago when uh, we had a candlelight uh, service hit the church here on Christmas Eve. We were in the old chapel, and if you remember, as you first turned in the driveway, the old chapel sat there, and, and there was these old gum trees, and I parked over to the side. It was after the candlelight or candle, uh, light service that Christmas Eve, uh, I think Morgan was with me, and she was going to ride home with Daddy, and so we were going through the parking lot, and We were holding hands, and she just did the little skip. And, you know, I was almost 50 at the time, and I'm like, well, I can do a skip, too, you know? So I'm skipping, and we're running across the parking lot, going home to enjoy Christmas Eve and then Christmas Day and all the Christmas festivities that we had in uh, store. And uh, as we're doing that, and I'm being a, you know, with my, at that time, 9-year-old or whatever the age was, and me, 40-something years old, skipping and running through a dark parking lot, I stepped on one of those old gumballs, you know, those gum trees drop those gum balls and they're about the size of a golf ball some of them and I stepped on one rolled my left foot and heard things that you're never supposed to hear come out of your body when those kind of tearing and popping sounds come you know something's not good and the pain was so intense it took my breath away I couldn't even speak I was had total uh, horror on my face and Morgan was like daddy daddy are you okay and I couldn't even respond to her and I finally hopped on one foot into the vehicle, got home, and it was quite a difficulty getting into the house. Well, our whole Christmas festivities were upset because we were supposed to go somewhere with a, a group of people, and I couldn't go. I couldn't even walk. My foot's uh, elevated, it's swollen, it's black, and, uh, and I'm just in great pain. I'm trying to get the family to go and just, just leave me here and know it's Christmas Eve and all that, all because I took a wrong step. Well, when we're walking in this world and we step incorrectly... And trip on fear Let me tell you what the enemy wants to bring pain He wants to stop you from living your joyous life And he wants to imprison you With your life elevated Swollen and in pain And feeling like you'll never ever be able to walk again Well I'm here to put the devil on notice today The devil is a liar He's a father of lies We're not going to live by his lies We're going to expose him and his dark ways With the light of the word of God And the spirit of God And you're going to get free from what the devil's been trying to get on you, the spider web that he's been trying to get on you, the claw he's been trying to get on you, he's been trying to bring fear, a, a, an evil spirit of fear in your life, and he's been trying to paralyze you with it. Well, the devil is being put down today as we elevate the Word of God. Amen? Amen. Because, you know, I, I, and many times I know we fear man and we fear what's going on in the world because we don't have the proper fear of God. And that's what we're going to learn today is a proper fear of God. There is good fear and there is bad fear. And we need to discover these three kinds of fear so we'll know how to walk right. Okay, so let's look at these three fears. The first one I call a harmful fear. It is a harmful fear. And God calls it out with Paul. He's talking to Timothy in 2 Timothy 1 and 7. God has not given us this spirit of fear. This isn't from God. This is an evil spirit. It's a harmful spirit. It is not from God. But God has given us power and love and a sound mind. So we've got what God has given us can, can help us overcome that evil spirit of fear that the enemy has tried to bring into our lives. Here, Timothy was struggling as a young pastor with a fear that undoubtedly, I don't know if it was about his ministry or his life or a fear of failure or a fear of inferiority or a fear of inadequacy. Uh, uh, he became more self-conscious than God-conscious. And the Holy Spirit has given Paul this word to be written to him and to us to say we can't be self-conscious. We cannot allow the enemy to play on our weakness, we have to remain God-conscious and say, if God be for me, who can be against me? If the enemy comes in one way, he's got to flee ten ways when the Spirit of the Lord is elevated and and, and, and exalted in and through my line. But we have to recognize there is a negative fear, and he actually calls it a spirit. See it underlined there? A spirit of fear. That word fear is delia, it's the Greek word delia, which means cowardice, means timidity, it means fearful. I want you to notice something in Revelation 21 If you remember, that's my verse of scripture where I say, all liars will be friars, all liars will be friars. Well, this is where my scriptural basis for that saying is. I've always told our children, tell the truth because all liar, liars will be friars, you know. Okay, It says, but the cowardly and unbelieving and abominable and murderers and sexually immoral and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. I want you to notice the first thing listed there. The first thing is the cowardly. You know, that's that same exact word, Delia, there. It is the cowardice, timidity, and fearful. It is that. That's the spirit that the enemy says, I mean, God says if you live under that spirit, then he's telling us that that spirit is going to be part of stealing your relationship with God. Your salvation comes in and through your relationship with God in and through Jesus Christ. So he's saying if you allow this spirit of fear to have place in your life, it's undoubtedly going to lead you away from God. You're going to turn on the relationship that you have with Jesus Christ. That's what the enemy is trying to do here. And he says in 1 John 4 and 18, he says, Perfect love will cast out this fear because this fear causes torment. So here in 1 John 4 and 18, it causes torment. So we can't allow that spirit to have access into our minds and into our heart and into our lives because it's going to cause torment and it's going to make us turn on God. But the perfect love of God will help us cast out fear. Now, I want you to notice, as he said in 2 Timothy, he says it's a spirit of fear. It's a spirit of fear. Now, please note this, as we look at this fear, this, this harmful fear as a spirit, we must make this notation that all spirits have fruit. Did you know that? All spirits have fruit. Not just the Holy Spirit. You know, Galatians five twenty three and uh, 22 and 23 shows us the fruit of the Holy Spirit where the Holy Spirit is ruling and reigning. This is what the Holy Spirit, where the Holy Spirit is rooted. This is the fruit that He will bear. So if the Holy Spirit is rooted in your life, some people say, well, that spirit-filled stuff is for a certain denomination. Don't buy into that lie. Don't buy into that lie. God created us temples of the Holy Spirit. Our body is to be a temple of the Holy Spirit. We're to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We are to let the Holy Spirit rule and reign in and through our life. And when the Holy Spirit fills us, empowers us, come on now, and leads us, So we're spirit-filled, spirit-led, and spirit-empowered. When that takes place, the Holy Spirit causes a fruit to naturally be manifested off of our life. So it's not something you're doing. It's what the Holy Spirit's doing through you. And you see what it is. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, and kindness, and goodness, and faithfulness, and gentleness, and self-control. Now everybody wants to marry somebody like that, right? You want to marry somebody that's full of love and joy and peace and goodness and faithfulness and long-suffering and kindness and gentleness and self-control. Perfect spouse, right? You, everybody wants children like that, right? Every parent in here wants children like that. Well, that you can, but they have to be rooted. The Holy Spirit has to be rooted in their life so that He can produce the fruit of the Holy Spirit because every spirit produces fruit. Now, there is also a spirit of Antichrist, which is the opposite of Christ, the opposite of what he does. And what he produces is hate, sadness and sorrow, warring, impatience, selfishness, meanness, unfaithfulness, cruelty, and instability of that being rash. So so we see that the, the, the ungodly spirit of the antichrist which is that brings in that spirit of fear that spirit of fear will also bring in hate hate now you say is hate in the world today open your eyes you see the manifestation of demonic hate the same hate that manifested itself with the first two boys that lived on planet earth if you remember cain and abel that same hate of, of murderous spirit. It's a murderous spirit. It's hate. It's horrible. We see it here in Virginia just this weekend. I mean, how, how uh, horrible to see the manifestation. Some people say, this is new. No, it's not. It was back with Cain and Abel. It was back with Hitler. It was back with uh, many of the rulers that you see throughout history that were so hateful and, and that were so mean and warring and, and, and so uh, cruel. It's the same demonstration spirits so and every spirit that comes brings fruit produces fruit and it's the spirit of the antichrist now the bible tells us in the last days that the the spirit of the antichrist is already at work so what we're seeing is the spirit of the antichrist some people say well it's just racism or it's it's demonic it's demonic don't don't uh, take its power away make it what say what it really is It is Satan. It is demonic. It is against Christ. It is not of God. And if you say you're a Christian and you participate in that, you are a liar and you are deceived because it is the Antichrist. It is not Christ and it is not good. But the Bible tells us in the last days the spirit of the Antichrist is already at work. So we see that spirit producing the fruit of hate and sadness and sorrow and warring and impatience and selfishness and meanness and unfaithfulness and cruelty and and instability. And while we see how horrible it is when it's manifested in ways that we've witnessed here uh, recently, let me tell you what, you look at the fruit of this spirit is also selfishness. So we got to be careful and make sure that we do a fruit test on our own lives. You know, the Bible says, Jesus said, you'll know a tree by its fruit. So you need to do some fruit inspection. Is there selfishness? Is there meanness? Is there cruelty? Is there unfaithfulness? Is there? Are you rash? You have a tendency to be rash or hateful or sad and, and sorrowful. Let me tell you what. That is a sign that there is a spirit at work in your life. I'm not saying that's who you are. I'm saying that the enemy has brought in a spirit of fear and he may have come in through the news, he may have come in through some circumstances you face in your own life, but he's come in with that unhealthy fear and that spirit is producing fruit. And Paul tells you and me, as God tells Timothy, that God did not give us that spirit of fear. It is not from God, and if it's not from God, it needs to go. It needs to go. Now, I can't make it go for you and you can't make it go for me. You Bible says you draw near to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee. you got to learn to resist the devil. you got to draw near to God. I thank God you got up this morning and you're in this house of worship. That says to me that you love God and you're drawing near to God and you want to honor God and you corporately want to ascribe glory to Him and I thank you for that. I applaud you for that. So as you draw near to God, let Him be your source of strength, but now you've got to exercise some responsibility if there's sadness and sorrow or warring or impatience or selfishness or meanness or cruelty or unfaithfulness or rashness or hatefulness in you you've got to you've got to say this is not of God and I'm not going to allow it anymore this is the fruit of an evil spirit, an antichrist spirit that maybe has come in through fear. I've been abandoned. I've been hurt. I've been lied on. I've been cheated on. I grew up, uh, and I've seen uh, 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 I've seen uh, horrible things take place. And let me tell you what the devil has been doing this for centuries. He's been doing it since the beginning. And, and he'll do anything he can to get you fearful so that he can have an open door to bring this spirit in that produces this kind of fruit. And you've got to say, no, it stopped here. I'm wiser today because of the Word of God. And I'm wiser today because of the Spirit of God. And I know I am spirit-filled. I am spirit-led. And I am spirit-empowered. And I stand up to this evil spirit and the spirit of the Antichrist. And I say, you've got to go. You're not welcome here. You're not hanging out here. You've got to go in Jesus' name. So there's this spirit of the Antichrist. But there's also deceiving spirits. And they bring in their fruit. They're spirits of perversion. I've seen people that have have been uh, caught for doing perverse things, just horrible things. You would think, an animal, don't treat another animal that way. And uh, why did you do it? And they said, I'm so glad I got caught. I wanted somebody to stop me. And they said, I need help. They realize that there's something working through them that they don't even like. They don't even like. Let me tell you what. We cannot put our head in the sand and be the ostrich that says there are no evil spirits in this world because this world has definitely got evil spirits at work. But the good news, Jesus said, yes, in this world, there's tribulation. In this world, there's brokenness. And in this world, there's hurt. He says, but I want you to be of good cheer because I've overcome the world. And if I'm in you and you're in me, he says, greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. So we're not, we're not to be the floor mat or, the, or the, uh, the, 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 the walk-on, you might would say, for the enemy to do anything he wants. we got to rise up and we got to be the authoritative sons and daughters of the Most High God and operate in the authority that we have. Somebody say amen. amen. We're not allowed spirits of heaviness and spirits of haughtiness they come into our life these things all these spirits they have fruit uh, and, and and we can't allow that now now let me say this in parentheses here i don't get into spirits of carpet or spirits of a chair or spirits of the color blue or, or orange or whatever okay there's some folks they get into where spirits are in everything I mean, the the vent, the AC came on, and the vent kind of blew up a, a, a leaf, and they're like, there's a spirit there, there's a spirit there, and you know, I, I, I'm not going, I'm going to try to stay with the Bible, okay? <laughs> and the Bible mentions about 12 spirits, that, and they have fruit and manifestations, and that's what I'm going to deal with. So if you say, your hair's got a spirit in it, well, go ahead and cut it off if you want to, wash it if you need to, but... Uh, just, just take the authority over the biblically identified spirits and, uh, and, and don't let them have, if you take charge over them, don't worry about the spirit of dust that is in your house. Okay. <laughs> but the thing that we have to do this morning, because if we fail to do this, we, we truly fail. We have to learn to get to the root of the, of, of the issue. See, if we never get to the root and we only focus on the fruit, then we never, de- it'll keep, we'll just pick the fruit thinking, I picked this fruit of hate, I picked this fruit of, 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 of sorrow, then I'm okay. No, that the root still healthy of that spirit is going to keep producing the fruit of that in your line. I've had somebody come to me before and they say, you know, I want to be free from drinking. And uh, I say, that, that's good, that's good. Now, d- and drinking is nothing more than the apple that's hanging on the tree, right? So my next question is, why do you drink? we got to get to the root of this. Why do you drink? If we just try to lock up your liquor cabinet or pour it all down the drain, that's just dealing with the fruit of it. If the root's not dealt with, you're going to go back to the bottle. You're going to go back to whatever it was, right? So we got to deal with the root. And all evil spirits, they have a manifestation, and you can spot them. Jesus said you'll know a tree by its fruit. You can spot them, so don't go around thinking, ah, everything is, is copacetic when things are not moving in the god direction you need to stop and identify where's the fruit what's the fruit and then i can trace that back to the root and we can deal with the root oh god wants you healthy god wants you whole god wants you joyful christians shouldn't be going around sorrowful christians shouldn't be going around sad when i see a christian going around sad all the time sad all the time i know that's that that's the fruit of the spirit of the Antichrist. And I'm like, "No, that shouldn't be on a Christian." And I want to go to them and I you know say I say, "Why are you so sad? Why are you so sad? Take a breath." They go I said, do you know how many people i have been in the hospital that are on a machine that wish that they could do just that right there? I said, you just don't realize the devil's tricking you to make you think because this circumstance isn't exactly as perfect as you wanted it to be, or this situation didn't come out exactly the way you wanted it to be, that you're going to open the door and let a spirit of, of the Antichrist come in and a spirit of fear come in over that? No! Come on now. Aren't we stronger than that? Aren't we wiser than that? I mean, we're children of God. We're a royal priesthood. I mean, you got to identify who you are. Jesus died so that you who were living in the tombs might be freed and brought out of the tombs. Your Lazarus could come out and be unwrapped and let him go, loose him and let him go. God wants you free. For he whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Hallelujah. And you got a pastor that's not going to stand by and just let it happen. I'm going to call it out. I'm going to call it out and say this doesn't line up with the Word of God, this doesn't line up with the Spirit of God this is, where's the joy, the fruit of the Spirit of God is joy where's your joy, where's your joy come on now, and you can have joy in tough situations, you can have joy in sorrowful situations the Bible even says when we lose a loved one that knows the Lord, we don't grieve like the world grieves isn't that what the Bible says, why? because we know where they are, we know we're going to have a reunion, and we know we have access to the Spirit of the living god that raised jesus from the dead that resurrection power is in us to sustain us and to help us through our trying time it may be tough but let me tell you what's a lot tougher without the spirit of god especially if you allow a spirit of the enemy to come in so there's these these harmful spirits there's another uh, a harmful fear there's another fear i call it a healthy fear a healthy fear because it can keep you from dangerous situations if I come over to your house and you got a little uh, four-legged ankle biter there, your little four-legged ankle biter loves you and you love him or her, but they don't know me. And I come over and you say, "Oh, uh, Tipsy or whatever you name Biscuit or whatever Biscuit is harmless. She's so harmless." And I reach down to pet Biscuit and I see teeth like that. I have a healthy fear. And I know you and Biscuit can sit on the sofa and share biscuits together or whatever y'all want. We haven't had that time together yet. And she sees me as a threat and I'm not putting my hand down there. So that's a healthy fear, healthy fear like a fire. You get so close to fire, you know that if you get in it, you're going to burn and it hurts and the pain lasts and the damage lasts forever. So maybe a child playing in the, in the freeway, you know there's a healthy fear you don't do that you don't do that so there are healthy fears that don't uh I don't believe I think it's just wisdom and things that we're taught in practical life that you don't play with a a sharp knife or you don't play with a knife you you you, there needs to be a healthy fear you need to respect it I've always told uh, and when I used to do a lot of renovations and stuff with table saws and skill saws and chainsaws and stuff I'd always tell everybody I hired I said those machine those machines they do not have a conscience they just as soon cut your hand off as cut a tube before it really doesn't matter to them they have no conscience so you got to be very you got to treat them with respect And you always got to be on guard, because the moment you drop your guard, you're going to be missing a finger, or or even worse than that. So there are healthy fears, and that, I don't believe, opens the door for demons to come in, that's just the wisdom of what you do and what you don't do. Then there's this third one that we really need to dig into in our last minutes together here, and that is holy fear, holy fear, Uh, because... Uh, You know, our challenge today is, is we've become so professional at doing church, but we're amateurs at handling holy things. And holy fear, we need to learn how to handle. In Psalms 34 and verse 11 and verses 13 and 14, the psalmist writes, David is saying, Come, you children, listen to me. So he's calling everybody to attention. You need to hear this. This is important. Remember, this is the Holy Spirit writing this. So as the Holy Spirit is giving this as inspiration through David, the Holy Spirit is saying, come, you children, come, listen to me, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. So we know it's something we can learn. That's what we want to have our uh, learning ears on right now. We want to learn how to fear the fear of the Lord. We want to learn about it so that we can operate in it. Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit and depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. So he's saying this, as you learn the fear of the Lord, what the fear of the Lord is going to help you do, the fear of the Lord is going to usher in the spirit of the Lord and the fear of the Lord is going to help you keep your tongue from evil. The Bible says that life and death is in the power of your tongue. Blessing and curses is in the power of your tongue. You realize right now what you say with your mouth has the power of either killing or giving life or cursing or blessing. I've seen people curse their business. They say, oh, this will never work. This will never work. I just can't imagine this is going to ever work. Why did I get into this? I just can't imagine it's ever going to work. Let me tell you what. You need to renounce that in the name of Jesus because you've just given permission to every demon spirit in hell to come in and bring to life what you have said you gave the permission for it you need to repent and you need to renounce I've heard people say well my mom had this disease or my dad had this disease I I know I'm going to get it probably when I'm about 50 I'm going to get it you need to renounce that you need to close that door because you've opened the door and then when you get it at 50 you're like yep there it is Well, you think it was because it was the uh, iniquity that came from your parent, which it was, but you gave it access. You can't do that. you got to shut the door. David says, The fear of the Lord will help you keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. And it will help you depart from evil and do good and seek peace, that shalom, nothing broken, nothing missing, that Jesus brings to us and pursue it. So that's very, very important. They also, in uh, Proverbs 1 and 7, and uh, also 9 and 10... Uh, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge and wisdom. I combine those two verses. One says the beginning of knowledge. One says the beginning of wisdom. So it's the beginning of knowledge and wisdom, and it leads to understanding. What does this? The fear of the Lord. Then the Psalmist wrote in Psalms 111, verse 10. The, he said, "The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom." I think God is trying to make a point that we need to have at the very basics and the foundation of our walk and talk and life. We need to have the fear of the Lord. So we need to learn how to practically walk in the fear of the Lord and live in the fear of the Lord. I think God's trying to tell us something here where He specifically says the foundation of a wise man is the fear of God. We need as our foundation the wisdom of God which comes through the fear of the Lord. So now that's why I say we got to delve into this. i got about ten minutes here. Let's try to do that uh, together and, and stay focused to see God teach me about the fear of God. Teach me about the fear of you, Lord. A proper fear so that I can be established on that firm foundation of wisdom and knowledge of God. Amen? Amen. Amen. So when we're looking at fear here in this context and it literally means this. To worship one who is exalted in position and power. To worship one who is exalted in position and power. To offer proper respect and submission and to render holy and heavenly attributes to God. So that's what this Hebrew word, yare. And the Greek word phobos. So we go into Hebrew because God gave us the Old Testament and all those instructions we read in Proverbs and we read in Psalms are originally written in Hebrew. If God chose Hebrew as the original language, let's not miss anything in the translation and let's go to Hebrew, yare. And then he gave us the New Testament instruction even as he was writing about the healthy fear and unhealthy fear, he uses for healthy fear phobos And that is in the Greek. And they together parallel and mean exactly the same thing in context to worship one who is exalted in position and power and to offer proper respect and submission and to render holy and heavenly attributes to God. So the fear of God is this. It is number one, an acknowledgment of His deity. An acknowledgment of His deity. Let me say to you here at Christian Embassy, we are here to coach you and help you and and encourage you in this. We are not going to water down God in this house. We are not going to so casualize God in this house that He is not still the creator of heaven and earth. God says that even the unbelievers have no excuse because he says in the heavens when they look up they see the handiwork of my hand they see my creation and i'm here to tell you today that god has still brought the sun moon and the stars and the heavens he has created all things he has created this earth and we acknowledge him he's not just our buddy thank god he will come and be our friend and our best friend but he is also the creator of heaven and earth he is king of kings and lord of lords and we must acknowledge his deity while it's cool to have a Jesus that will walk with us in the mall and how cool that may be but we must also know that same Jesus is a sinless son of God who came and lived and died and hung on a cross and shed his blood to pay your sin debt a debt you could not pay he paid in full and he says I'll give you an open door to relationship and you can place faith in what I've done for you and I will count what I've done in, uh, 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 in my life I will give it to you as a free gift of salvation if you will walk in relationship with me so while it's good to have him as your best friend he is also your creator your God your redeemer and the one who is raising us up into the eternity Amen? amen so we must acknowledge his deity and then we must also have an attitude of respect and we try to do that with teaching our children. We did it this week, and, and uh, we, we try to do it with our personal children, with the children of the church, in the Christian education ministries uh, uh, that we have here, is that this, is, this property belongs to God. This property, this building belongs to God. Now, while this building really is just uh, uh, plaster and sheetrock and metal studs like many commercial buildings are this building and this property has been sanctified and set aside for the advancement of the kingdom of god so we don't want to come in here and trash this place pick up your paper don't throw it down what are you doing we're not here to trash this place this is the house of god right we, we want to have an attitude of respect. Now, many times we have to learn to respect what we can see, uh, which is the manifest of respect to what, who, who, what and who we can't see. So we can't see God, but we can see his house. We can't see God, but we can see his property. We can't see God, but we can see his sons and daughters. So there's got to be a respect. There's got to be a respect. you see what I'm saying? We can't see God, but we can see our body. And our body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. So we've got to respect our body you can't treat your body just any old way you can't go around and just harm your body and say well it's temporary it really doesn't matter it's the vehicle that God has chosen you didn't choose it he chose it for you to ride in and his spirit to ride in for however many years you have on this earth so you got to respect your body that means you got to to demand respect from others for your body you can't let somebody come in and do with your body just anything they want to do with your body do you hear what I'm saying you got to set godly boundaries and say no no, 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 just like we're not gonna trash the house of God at church You're not gonna trash the house of God my body. I'm not allowing it I'm not gonna listen to your throw-up of gossip and your throw-up of slander and your throw-up of whatever I'm not listening to it. You're not gonna be touching me any way. That's inappropriate I'm telling you what I'll knock you in the next year. You know what I'm saying? You know <laughs> if you need to you're not gonna do it You got you got to say this is the body of the temple of the Holy Ghost. Come on now It's an attitude of respect of God in what is His we got to respect God and what is His. Come on now. My vehicle belongs to God. And you ask my children, can they get in there and eat and drink and throw and trash and and bum out my car? Just ask them. They'll they'll give you the biggest eyes. You you tell them, I'm going to get in your dad's car with saltine crackers and I'm just going to chew, chomp, and and I'm going to have a cup of coffee and I'm just going to talk and just splash it around. Just see what they say. That car is just a car and it's rusting and I know it's got its time limit. But let me tell you what God gave me that car. And I've been without a car. So I know what it's like not to have a car. And I've had a car that would break down every uh, four to 600 miles. It would start running like a Volkswagen with two just two engines and I'd have to stop on the side of the road and take the spark plugs out of that slant six and clean off the carbon buildup off of the tips of the spark plugs and plug them back in so I could get home. I know. I appreciate my car. And I asked God for that car. And God gave me that car. And that car belongs to Him. And you're not going to just trash it in your way. Now Am I into cars? I'm not into cars. I'm just telling you, you've got to learn to have an attitude of respect of God in what's His. And if it doesn't belong to Him, if it belongs to the devil, you can throw up on it all you want. But I'm telling you what, if it belongs to God, I want to protect it because I think God says if you're a good steward of the small thing, He can grant you rulership over the larger thing. Come on now. So an attitude of respect. And then there's this response of reverence and wonder and worship. Let me tell you why we don't want to ever come in here and do church as usual We're just doing come in here like we go to the gym and you like I got to walk five miles and you put that Treadmill on and you just start walking five miles You put your headphones on you try to get lost and then you keep looking down. Oh, I've only gone 0.3 miles Oh my goodness I feel like I've been here already for a day and then it seems like a week later You look down and it's just one mile and you say okay now you start renegotiating I'm not gonna walk five miles. Maybe I'm just gonna walk a mile and a half today You know and you're just trying to go through the routine of it. That's not church That's not what we're here for we gathered here on purpose we gathered here because of an exponential release of power where one can put a thousand to flight and two can put ten thousand, and twenty 20 of us can put 10 septillion to flight. we've come together on purpose so that we can have an exponential of worship that will go up to God in a septillion times whatever because he deserves the glory and he deserves the honor and he deserves the praise hallelujah we're here to magnify and glorify the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords he's a good good God hallelujah so we're not here to just casualize him you know here in America we know a lot about Jesus we dress up in jeans and, and just send him walking through the mall but how much do we know about the holiness of God come on now I say we're way too casual with God I really believe that I guarantee the children of Israel understood you better not be casual with God. When they stood at the foot of the mountain and, 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 and God says, if you even touch it, you're going to be cast through with darts. Huh, what did that happen? God said, if you even touch my glory, you even touch my holiness. He said, darts are going to fly through the heavens and pierce you. Wow. I know he used to have a veil between the holy place and the holy of holies and it wasn't for God to hide from us. He wasn't trying to get away from us. He was protecting us from dying. Because us without Jesus' blood, which was sinless blood, animals' blood couldn't do it. It took Jesus' blood. That's why when Jesus died and said, it is finished on the cross, the veil was in twain from the top to the bottom and opened up the way to the Holy of Holies. Because without His blood, you would have come into the Holy of Holies and the holiness of God demanding holiness would have seen unholiness in you and you would have died. You remember Uzzah? <clears throat> Raza, however you say his name in 2 Samuel when David is bringing the Ark of the Covenant into Jerusalem and the knuckleheads are, are putting it on a Philistine cart a, a heathen's mode of transportation they're putting the Ark of the Covenant which represents the presence of God we're bringing the presence of God in on the heathen anti-Christ uh, uh, means of transportation come on now God had a way for it to be carried but that wasn't the way and it tilts over and Uzza reaches up to steady it just to do a good thing but because he touched that which was holy without the blood of jesus that would make him holy let me tell you what he died he died come on now we we've got to understand what jesus has done for us he has given us access he's given us access to come into the very presence of god and and he has made us his righteousness we're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus we should love Jesus so much we should worship Jesus we should tell people about Jesus we should brag on Jesus we should love on Jesus we should give to Jesus we should serve Jesus we should honor Jesus we should say my life is for you Jesus because without Him without Him we have no hope we have no hope Isaiah 33 and 5 said the Lord is exalted for He dwells on high He will fill Zion with justice and righteousness look at verse 6 he will be the sure foundation for your seasons or your times no matter what you go through he said he will be your sure foundation he will be a rich store of salvation and wisdom and knowledge will be yours man what a life he says and the fear of the Lord is the key to this treasure the fear of the Lord is the key to this treasure so what this tells me is no matter what seasons come in my life If i'm a a living with the fear of the lord and operating by the fear of the lord i've got i've got what a foundation that's sure that there may come shakings in this world and there are coming shakings in this world you know there's threats to destroy. There's threats to destroy humanity. There are threats. There's even been destruction even this past weekend by these ungodly, unrighteous, evil antichrist spirits manifesting through the ignorance and all of the the the, the frustration that we see. And then we're getting uh uh uh, uh nuclear war and war and bombs and all this stuff the bible says in the last days there would be wars and rumors of war there would be shakings there would be times of tribulation the bible says all of that is coming but god says if you want to take the key and open the door to a sure foundation through these seasons through these times to where you're not shaken the things around you can be shaken, but you're not shaken. The fire will purge out the wheat, I mean, it purge out the tares, the, 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 the but you're going to remain the gold refined in fire. He said, the key is the fear of the God, the fear of the Lord. Wow. So what we've got to do is we've got to embrace this notion that there are fears, Yes. And there's unhealthy fears that we got to deal with those we can't allow those they bring spirits in and spirits always produce fruit we can't allow that evil fruit in our life and those evil spirits in our life we got to resist them and we got to cast them out we got to say go in the name of jesus and we got to put up our blood you know plead the blood of jesus put the blood of jesus over our doorposts and our lintel, like they did the first passover when they put the blood over the doorposts and the lintel and God said when I see the blood I'll pass over this death angel's going to pass over when shaking and trouble and tribulation is coming it needs to see the blood over your heart over your life over your mind over your home so it has to pass over you hallelujah glory to God the key to this is the fear of God I don't want to be the gap in the Covering of the glory of God, come into Hampton Roads. I don't want to hear God say, I couldn't come, I couldn't move in Hampton Roads because I was not celebrated and honored and respected there in Hampton Roads. I want our church to lead the way and saying, God, here in these seven cities and everything that's connected and around here, Lord God, let us be responsible for rolling the red carpet out for you. Let us be responsible, Lord God, for you hearing from our heart and our congregation that we celebrate you that we worship you that we honor you that we respect you that that we live for you that we reverence you hallelujah because the fear of God is when you want to obey God out of love and respect which propels you into rightness it propels you into rightness that God has for you come on now Let's get rid of the evil spirits. Let's open our eyes to the the God Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Let us not host a Nazareth setting. You know the Nazareth setting? Oh, that's just Mary's son. Isn't that the carpenter's son? Isn't that Joseph's son? So rather than seeing Jesus as God's son, they saw him as man's son, just like us. God in blue jeans, cool, hip, casual. It's okay. He's not what Isaiah said. High and lifted up. And His robe and His train fill the temple. We don't want to have a house here and we don't want to have an environment here where there's no awesomeness to His presence. Come on now. Now I know He's going to walk in blue jeans with you throughout the day, that's good, but don't limit it to that. He is still King of kings and Lord of lords. We don't want to live our lives where there's no celebration of His entrance. Where there's no royal red carpet being rolled out to usher in His glory. Where there's no hands stretched out and and tears running down our face and people on their knees and people holding their gut and crying because of their sin as they come under the conviction of stepping out of step with what God would have for us. No! We can't have that. We can't have that many times i think we try to make god just like us because the more he is like us the less we have to change we gotta we gotta examine ourselves i like what god said in leviticus 10 and 3 and moses said to aaron this is what the lord spoke saying by those who come near me i must be regarded as holy and before all people i must be glorified that's what god said god says moses tell aaron this This is what the Lord says. By those who come near me, I must be regarded as holy. Do you regard Him as holy? And before all the people, I must be glorified. Let Christian Embassy always be a house where we glorify Jesus Christ as King of kings and Lord of lords and as the Son of God. Come on. Hallelujah. Help us, Lord, not to go to John 1 and 10 where He was in the world and the world you know was made through him the world was made through him and yet did not know him help us God he came to his own and they did not receive him help us God help us to know him to to respect him to identify him and and to receive him amen because this is the key this is the key the foundation that sure foundation Isaiah 33 5 and 6 the sure foundation of salvation he says For salvation and wisdom and knowledge is the fear of the the Lord. That's the key to this treasure. Hallelujah. So we wrap things up as we get ready to pray. So to fear the Lord, to fear of God, is we acknowledge His deity. Do you acknowledge Him as your Creator? Do you yield your life to Him to be your Lord and Savior? If you understand that he is the true deity and none other all other gods are false gods human beings that are dead and their bones are decaying but our God you go to his tomb and it's empty because he's ascended and seated at the right hand of the Father making intercession for you and me he loves you that much and God so loved you that he sent his only begotten Son that whosoever should believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So God's plan is for you not to perish but have everlasting life. Do you acknowledge His deity? Do you acknowledge Him, Jesus Christ, as Lord and Savior? If not, you can in this prayer. And I, and I encourage you to do so. Otherwise, these other harmful spirits have access to you. You need the Spirit of God. You need the Spirit of God to fill you and empower you and lead you, so and to help you with its His power to resist the powers of the enemy. We can come with an attitude of respect. Do you respect the Lord? Do you truly see that He is the one that gives you that next breath? We've got Doctor Easton here, you know, cardiologist that knows probably more about the heart than most of us in here, the physical heart and with all of his knowing, even teaching at Duke and all the things that God has allowed him to do in his years, no one has yet figured out, how does this thing keep beating for 80 and 90, 100 years without being plugged in most of us, we go around now and we have our cell phones and if we're in an airport, we're looking for a place, a charging station went to a coffee shop this past week and they have a private room where you can pay a little extra and you can go in there and have a little desk and a charging station. We were in another place and we saw this, this look like a robot and we walked up and said, what does this robot do? And it was you put some money in there it opens up a slot and you can charge your phone securely while, while it's a charging station. So as great as your phone is, that little comp- a big computer on a little phone, it still needs to be recharged i got a lavalier on right now i had to go between services and change the battery because i lost the charge but that thing here that's not how it sounds but thump thump just keeps beating, click click <laughs> just keeps beating. boy we, re- we should respect god that keeps our very heartbeat going and then we need to respond to him with reverence and wonder We shouldn't ever have somebody prod us, have to encourage us. Come on now, come on now, come on now, go and be so pleasing to God. If you guys would just come on now, make a joyful noise. Come on, please, please. When you walk in the fear of God, you look for any opportunity you can. Any opportunity you can, you're gonna praise Him. Driving down the road, you're gonna be praised. But when you get in a group like this. Where the exponential where you can take what you do and have 10 times the benefit god's it's like you're giving god 10 times more worship when you come together come on now we did the, the exponential 20 people at that number deuteronomy's 10 10 times he says one can put a thousand two can put ten 000. 20 of us does 10 septillion can you imagine the magnitude of worship when there's 100, 200, 300, 400, 500, 600. Can you imagine the magnitude of war and you are participating in that? That's walking in the fear of war. Would you stand with me, please? Father, we just stand in your presence now, Lord God. We say thank you. Thank you, thank you for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you. That you've given us an opportunity that we are not bound to the spirit of fear but we can we can be free from the spirit of fear and we can operate beginning right now in your peace yes jesus you said that you have come to give us peace yes in this world there's tribulation but you told us to be of good cheer because you've overcome this world so our life in you puts us in a whole different place outside of you I pray if there's anyone under the sound of my voice, Lord God, tuning in, watching this video, listening to this on the radio, Lord God, or watching this on a television, Lord God, or here in this building right now. And Lord God, they have not acknowledged your deity. Lord, I pray they would do so right now. They would say, Jesus, Jesus, son of the living God, I come to you. I come to you. I give you my life. Broken busted disgusted as bad as it is Lord. I come and I bring myself to you and I yield it on the altar And I say Jesus if you would just take me and turn my life around I want to give you my all and he will He will he said if you'll call him your Lord meaning you've surrendered all to him He says now you can call him Savior because every saving grace he has provided is yours will you call him lord will you confess his lordship over your life now will you respect his deity and say you're the only god you're the true god you're the one and only god and i confess my life to be yielded to you right now jesus jesus i call you lord come into my heart god forgive me of my sins my sins have separated me from you my sins have have hurt me my sins have caused me to lose confidence and come under condemnation but you've come to forgive me of my sins come forgive me of my sins jesus jesus i declare your lordship over my life i surrender to you now i receive you as savior Your saving grace for every area of my life is going to turn me around, born again. Lord, I'm going to be a new creation in you. I'm going into this week to live my life, to bring glory and honor to you. Hallelujah. And Lord God, we just thank you for what you've done, what you've said in and through your word. And Lord God, as we go forth into this week, we're going to acknowledge your deity. We're going with an attitude of respect. And we're going to respond to you, Lord God, with reverence and wonder and worship. So we're going to experience one of the best weeks of our life as this key unlocks the door for all of this treasure. Lord, we give it to you now as we give our lives to you. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Hallelujah. Praise the (laughs) Lord. Praise the Lord. I know some of you maybe have some circumstances and situations that you want someone to pray with you about one-on-one we're going to ask our prayer partners if they would come our ministers uh, would come forth and make themselves available to pray with you this morning Maybe you've got something you're facing this week and you need somebody to stand in agreement with you. Maybe you've got a a loved one that's not able to be here and you want to stand in their behalf. These prayer ministers will be here to stand in agreement. There's power in a prayer of agreement. And uh, we just pray now that you would come and let them pray with you. And as you're coming, we're just praying a prayer of blessings. Father, bless now each and every one as we go into this week. Let your hand of mercy and grace be upon each home, each family, and each life as we go in Jesus' name and we all say amen and amen. Come on, give God a big praise.